Welcome to the Positive Spiritual Living Podcast, brought to you by Unity on the Bay. This is your positive path for spiritual living. So how many of you were in the room last Sunday for Edwin Gaines? She is, uh, would you not agree with me, the queen of prosperity in the unity movement. Nobody like her. She's been doing this for decades. It's like a part of her DNA, and we do love and appreciate her. You may recall that she gave us an exercise last week, and that was to enter into a fast. Do you remember what that fast was from? No complaining, no criticizing, and no gossiping for 21 days. No complaints, no criticism, and no gossip for 21 days. So I left the room. I thought, piece of cake for a person at my elevated spiritual consciousness. I'm not going to have any trouble with this. And sure enough, Sunday was good. Monday was good. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I was just on a roll. No complaining, no criticizing, no gossip from me. And then I had an appointment on Friday with my oral surgeon who had done a little work on me a couple weeks prior and wanted to check on my healing progress. So I went there and parked the car, sat down in the waiting room, and, and uh, the room was full of people. And one by one, the little window there would open, and there'd be a person back there saying, you know, Mrs. Smith, it's your turn. So Mrs. Smith would go back, and then Mr. Jones and all these other people. And, and finally, I was the only one left in the waiting room, and 60 minutes had passed by, and I still wasn't seeing the dentist. So um, nature called, and I needed to take care of matters. I went to the sliding glass window to the mystery person behind it and said, I need to go to the restroom. Fine, it's down the hall on your right, and you'll need this key. So I took my key, went down to the restroom, and I said, you know, before I leave, let me tell you that I've been waiting for quite a while, and should my turn come up, please know that I'm in the restroom, and I'll be right back, okay? So I thought I had my bases covered. Now, I've been waiting an hour, and I must say there was a little bit of a voice going, well, this is really a very long time to have to wait. And my time is important, too. Don't they realize that? And what's going on here? And what, kind of, what kind of customer or patient service is this? So I came back from the restroom, sat down, and waited another 30 minutes, and the dialogue was growing stronger and stronger inside of me. Well, this is ridiculous. My whole afternoon is going to be shot. All I want to do is find out that everything is proceeding that the way it should. Yes, your minister does have these internal dialogues on very rare occasions. But there I was complaining and criticizing, so I completely blew the 21-day fast. And you know what she told us, if you blow the fast, you have to start from the very beginning all over again. So I started Saturday, and I have been a good boy since, all right? But my point is that when we're fasting from complaining and criticizing and gossiping, it's not just about what comes out of our mouth. It's not what we actually verbalize to other people. There are those internal dialogues going on all the time. Have you noticed these internal dialogues? Critical in nature, complaining in nature, and sometimes sharing little gossip, all right? So that's what I became aware of. We have to start being more mindful of those dialogues going on inside of us because they count just as much as anything that we might verbalize 
or externalize in our world. Start monitoring that internal dialogue and see if you can still stay on that 21-day fast. And I want you to commit to that. I'm still committed. I'm just a few days behind schedule now because I caught myself in a little faux pas. That's all right. Now I'm back on track. If you can do this, no complaining, no criticizing, no gossiping for 21 days, you can establish a new pattern. The one thing that did happen to me Friday that I was grateful for is that the dialogue inside of my mind was not going on outside of my awareness. Are you with me? At least I caught myself. And you know, if we can begin to become aware of when we're in those complaining, criticizing modes, we can begin to make the conscious decision then to step out of it, to change our internal patterns. And the reason that that is so important is because remember what your mind actually is in this adventure that we call living, my friends. Your mind is a replicator. And what it replicates is whatever is going on in the system of your thinking and your believing. It's that simple. And it's to that end that I ask you a question that you've probably been asked before by people, especially if they were upset with something that you did and they might say to you, just who do you think you are? Anybody ever had anybody say, just who do you think you are? Now, they might have been responding or reacting to something that you did or that they didn't like, but in truth, that question... Just exactly who do you think you are is the single most important question you can ever ask yourself because the replicator of your mind will always be driven in the direction of the identity and the definition that you accept for yourself. So I ask you this morning, who do you think, who do you believe at the core of your being you really are? Now, it's something to walk in on a Sunday morning and be told, well, you're a perfect child of God, a radiant expression of all goodness. Yes, I know that, and I believe that. And yet, I find, and perhaps you as well, that there are sometimes other definitions that I have accepted of myself, definitions of unworthiness, undeservedness, incompetency, that still linger in little pockets in my mind. And I have to be aware at the deepest level of the core of my being, who do I believe I am? Because if you answer that question correctly, you win the jackpot of daily living, you see. If you get it clear that you are made in the image and likeness of God, that all deficient definitions you have ever accepted of yourself have been but hand-me-downs from external authorities and that you are free to liberate yourself from them, you begin to draw into your life a day-to-day -day experience that reflects the identity and the definition you have accepted for yourself. And I really want you to hear that this morning. Your external reality is a reflection of whatever definition you have accepted for yourself. So you've heard me say it many times, and I'm always up, up here talking to myself, you know that, but I want to say it again. Define yourself appropriately. Define yourself accurately. And define yourself thoroughly. God's perfect creation. Nothing less than the best. And what you'll begin to see is that identity for yourself creates a reality of direct reflection. So I want to share with you this morning, aside from the 21-day fast, from complaining, from criticizing, and from gossiping, 
four basic spiritual principles or tools that can help you in building the prosperous life experience that you are designed to have each and every moment of your life. How many of us would like to be more prosperous? How many of us would like to have greater peace of mind? How many of us would like to have more harmonious and loving relationships? How many of us would like to have bank accounts overflowing to supply for our every need, employment that we thoroughly enjoy, absolutely adore and love? All of this, my friends, is the manner in which we are designed to live. The key then is to identify those ideas, understandings, and beliefs that we have accepted for ourselves that are causing our mental replicator to create poor images out here in the world, poor experiences, things that we would like to avoid. So the first question is define who you are. The second question is this, or the second spiritual statement, appreciate what you have right here and right now. You see, so often we get caught up in what we don't have, and then we're off in searching for it every day of our lives, trying to find, get our hands on what we don't have. Well, that means all of our attention is going on what we lack, and when that happens, what do you think the mental replicator is going to create? Lack, an experience of lack. So it begins, as Edwin tells us, by becoming aware of even the smallest things She says, a beautiful sunset, a penny on the street, the pretty flowers in the park. The more you notice the small things even, the more you get. And you know, large and small, they're all kind of relative terms, are they not? In reality, who's to say that a shiny penny on the sidewalk is a small thing? Who, for heaven's sake, is to say that a sunrise or a sunset is in any way a small thing? Who's to say that each and every flower in the park is not completely and totally miraculous in and of itself. So my friends, this is about opening our eyes. I'm willing to bet that the vast majority of individuals in this room this morning woke up to running water. Can we have a praise the Lord for the miracle of running water? Do you know how many people on this planet cannot say they woke up to running water, cannot say they woke up to electricity, cannot say they woke up to air conditioning, cannot say that they woke up with food on the table, cannot say that they woke up even with a roof over their head. We live like kings and queens, my friends, and we must never forget that. Keep your eyes open. You are living in a veritable spiritual feast, a banquet, And if your eyes are not aware of that, if they're closed to the simple and great miracles of everyday life, you're not going to be able to draw more. There's a reason why we refer to it as appreciation. Things that we appreciate grow in value. When you appreciate something, it grows, you see. So you appreciate all the blessings that you already have Now you're in a state of consciousness and you're coming from a foundation where you can go out into the world and receive more of what you're seeking and longing for. But only because you're walking right now in the miracle awareness of the many blessings that are already in your midst. Appreciate what you have. Next, know what you want. And you might think that you know what you want, but I'm talking about here the experience of going into silence, 
and solitude and prayer and meditation and saying, what is really important to me? What are the truest longings of my heart? Valuable statement for you this morning is this. What matters to us turns to matter. What matters to us turns to matter. It's the mental replicator again. What matters to you, what is important to you, what is occupying space in your mind, this is the stuff that your mind is using to draw, to create the experience of your day-to-day reality. So the things that matter to you, that you hold dear, that are important, be mindful of that. And some of those things might be things and ideas and beliefs that you want to hang on to, and some might be things, ideas, and beliefs that you're really quite ready to let go of. So just become more aware. Just say to yourself in quiet moments of contemplation, what really matters to me? Now, to this degree, we were given some very important instructions by our elder brother, teacher, and way shower, Jesus Christ. And probably every time I quote from him out of the New Testament, I tell you, these are the most powerful words the man ever spoke. But I'm going to say it again this morning because I think these are the most powerful words the man ever spoke. He said this, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things shall be yours as well. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Let me share with you from a metaphysical unity perspective what following that admonition looks like. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness means that from the moment you open your eyes in the morning, your number one objective, your longing, your purpose, your goal for the day is to behold the presence of God and the power of God in all people, in all circumstances, at all times. And when you encounter an individual or a circumstance in your life that doesn't seem to be a place or a space in which you can see the presence and experience the power of God, that should be like unto you a large red flag, a huge alarm going off, saying, I have accepted a perception of an individual or a circumstance that I am not able to see the presence or power of God in, Ergo, I am going to give this experience over to the presence of God and ask for a redefinition, ask for a different way of seeing. Because remember, what you're seeing is that mental replicator at work. It's a dynamic inside of you, a dynamic that you are free to change, to exchange for something else. In his book, Even Mystics Have Bills to Pay, my good friend Jim Rosemurgy says this, A consciousness of God is my supply. A consciousness of God is my supply. From this perspective, what we understand is that God, the universal energy of the entire cosmos, is the source that I receive every blessing in my life from. Becoming consciously aware of the presence and the power of God in myself, in all people, in all circumstances, opens up the floodgates through which this inexhaustible, invisible substance of God, energy, comes flowing into my life, expressing as the fulfillment of all that I desire. And all that I desire is a deeper awareness of the presence of God. 
There is a way to understand the presence of God that's a little more concrete than just saying God's perfect presence. I draw it into six different words or categorizations, and they are these. Peace, joy, wholeness, love, abundance, and service. Peace of mind, that I wake up every morning and I have a sense of peace and well-being about my life and about life as a whole. Joy, that is, that I can have fun. I can really enjoy this experience. I am not a prisoner of difficulties, challenges, troubles, and turmoil. Wholeness is the reflection of my complete and total perfect health, both in my mental capacities and my physical capacities, the well-being of my body and my mind. Love, that's harmony within my relationships, harmony within the relationship I have with myself and with God. Abundance, that is material and financial abundance coming in to support me in my life journey. And service, that is the right and perfect and happy and fulfilling employment, the way that I can go out into the world, both in terms of being compensated and uncompensated, and share with the world the gifts that are mine to give. In each case, in each category, peace, joy, wholeness, love, abundance, service, take some time this week if you possibly can. Close your eyes. Take a breath and say, what is the will of God manifesting in my life? What are the specific directions and actions and activities I need to be engaged in? To What are the inspired intentions for my life to bring forth this experience of the kingdom of God, this kingdom consciousness? And after you've done that, there's two things you want to be especially aware of. Ideas and opportunities, ideas and opportunities. I want to experience more of God's, let's say, harmony in my relationships. The moment that you create an inspired intention to experience greater harmony in your relationships, two things will happen, and you're going to have to have your eyes open to see them, okay? Here's what will happen. You'll get ideas, Ideas will come to you, and you'll know if you're sensitive, if you're aware, you'll know they are divine ideas, divine ideas that can support you in bringing greater harmony into your relationships, divine ideas that can bring you greater prosperity in terms of your financial well-being. When you get the idea, you have to act on it. So spirituality is not just sitting around being comfy all day saying God is in charge and all is well. (laughs) It's like opening yourself up. God is in charge and all is well and I'm open and receptive to divine ideas and when I get them, I'm going to run with them. I'm going to take powerful, effective action. Take action on ideas and be aware, be on the lookout for opportunities If you decide in your life that you want to have a healthier body and a stronger mind, there will be opportunities that start to show up for you. You'll know them if you're aware and you're awake. Take action on those. Get to moving on these ideas and opportunities. So it's not so much about what you want, what you think, or how you would like your life to proceed. It's about opening up to the will of God and saying, how would you have me demonstrate your kingdom, your presence, your power in my world. What matters to you most right now in this moment, my friends, in every moment of your life, 
whatever matters to you, whatever you value and hold dear, whatever you hold in the forefront of your consciousness, be that worry, blame, doubt, fear, or peace, love, happiness, joy. Whatever matters to you is what you're holding on to. What matters to you, what you're holding on to, is what you are going to manifest on the screen of your daily existence. So all of this takes us back to who are we? I guarantee you this, my friends, you're a lot more than anybody has ever told you you are. You're a lot more than anything you can imagine or even dream in this moment right now. You are the greatness and the grandness of the Almighty in 3D technicolor expression. Accept that definition for yourself and watch then as your world begins to change in powerful ways. I'm going to repeat this recipe for prosperity in your life. Watch it on the screens and listen to it carefully. Define who you are. Appreciate what you have. Know with absolute clarity what you want. Get out there and take action. That is the prescription. Now here's the pill, and I'm going to ask you all to take it with me. Are you ready? Got your pill? This is a pill in the form of of an affirmation that we speak together, and it's this. I'll speak it first, and then, you ask, and then I'll ask you to join me. I am a child of God, heir to infinite peace, joy, wholeness, love, abundance, and service. Speak that with power with me right now, my friends. I am a child of God, heir to infinite peace, joy, wholeness, love, abundance, and service. Oh, my God, watch your life transform with that one. I love you. And on the subject of prosperity, I am so grateful for you all. I truly am. And I'm grateful for this place. As you're preparing your gift, your tithe, your offering this morning, I remind you that you have the power to bless the gift that you're giving. And I also want you to just become extremely mindful of what a gift it is to be in this place right now this morning. You know, a few years ago, I moved across the street. And by a series of really peculiar circumstances, or so it would seem on the level of things appearance-wise, um, I ended up on the 14th floor where my balcony looks down over the entire campus of Unity on the Bay. And so I figured, well, this must be like, you know, my opportunity to bless Unity on the Bay every day. And that's what I do. I bless the building and I bless the campus every day when I'm out there sipping on my coffee. Two things that are truly from God, Unity on the Bay and a great cup of coffee in the morning. <laughs> but I'm really mindful of that, not only the campus and the building, but also these teachings and how they've enriched my life. I am so grateful. I don't know how anybody gets up in the morning without understanding themselves and their divine perfection and pattern. And then there's you, each and every one of you. Last week, I didn't have a thing to do up here on the platform, but I came over anyway just because you're wonderful people to be in the presence of. And I invite you to really become aware of what a gift it is to be sitting here right now, to be enriched by these teachings and to have this spiritual community to hold hands with no matter what comes across the path of your daily journey. As our ushers come forward, remember again you have the power to bless and we are going to affirm our offertory statement together. Divine love that I am blesses all that I give and all that I receive. Thank you, God, and amen. amen. 
We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Positive Spiritual Living Podcast, brought to you by Unity on the Bay, a spiritual community located in Miami, Florida. Unity on the Bay is supported by the generosity of its community. If you'd like to make a donation or learn more about Unity on the Bay, please visit unityonthebay.org. You can also follow Unity on the Bay on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for even more positive spiritual inspiration. Until next time, thanks for listening and many blessings. Namaste.